Hello, beautiful women. We're so thankful that you're tuning in with us for this week's podcast episode here on the Daily Bread Podcast, brought to you by The Well Women. We pray that you are refreshed by the Spirit of God, that you are brought near to the Father's heart, and that you are filled with daily bread, the bread of life, the Word of God, from these simple conversations all about Jesus with Marcella Barcelona and her friends, these incredible anointed women of God. So we pray you're blessed, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, women at the well. Good morning. It's Tuesday morning, and it's so awesome to be with you guys here today. We're just letting everybody know that we're on. Um, It's just been so uh, incredible to have you guys on. I know it's early. It's a different time today. The reason why we're on here this morning is because I have an incredible friend on with me today who's in Israel, and she's joining us from Israel so it's always this time works perfectly for her. So I'm going to have her join us. I'm so excited that you guys are on. Could you let me know where you're joining from? It's always so nice to know um, where you're joining from, your names. I'd love to know. Uh, I'd love to know you. So it's awesome even when I get to meet you guys. It's always so fun. So let me go ahead and have Nava come in and share with us, and we're going to get started. So give me a second. Hi, Nava. Oh, hi. How's it going? Wait, I got to fix this. It's going to bug me. Okay. There you go. Good morning. I mean, good. what are you? What time is it there? Okay, it's 4 o'clock. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's like Thank you for waking up so early. <laughs> No, I'm up early already just getting the kids ready for school. So today I actually, I take them to school. So I had a friend of mine take the girls, take Zoe to school. And here um, I am with, with Nava. You just got back too, right? Yeah, I just got back from Kona. How and was that it? Was, it was incredible. Yeah, the base YWAM Kona is incredible just the things that they're doing in the nations and they're so sold out for the nations and for missions so it was beautiful to be with these women they were incredible they taught me a lot so i love seeing you guys get together i feel like you simone and um who else did i see gabe Gabe. you guys all like when you guys get together you know you're planning something (laughs) it's true we we got together, we prayed, and then we felt the Lord was like, okay, gather while you're here. So we gathered, and there was a lot of women that came together under a tent, and um, it was like, we talked a lot about um, family and friendship yeah. and fellowship and so faith, and so, which is awesome, because every time I think about you, I think about, like, friendship and fellowship, just even how we met and how uh yeah. there was this covenant <laughs> yeah there was a covenant I chased you down <laughs> it was amazing guys just i think that one of the greatest gifts that came out of dallas when we gathered here together was friendship and covenant with israel and so i think that your relationship is such a it's like a physical fruit mm-hmm. of just what happened and so Every time you're on here, I just honor um, who you are, Nava, what you carry, um, just even how you are as a friend. 
Guys, she really is a friend to me. I want to say this, like in moments where, you know, I need, I need prayer. I'm like, Nava, this is happening. You know, Nava just like, I'm on it. Like, you know, I'm praying and, and I really, you know, when you know that you have that friend that really prays for you, like, that's how I feel about Nava. She just, she goes to war with me when it's needed. And everybody needs a friend like that. Everyone needs a friend that will go to war with them so i just honor who you are as a friend you you're such a great friend nava you really are but tell us what's burning in your heart guys i every time nava's on here i just i just love to hear what's on her heart because it's really significant i think to israel and praying for israel and believing and turning our hearts to israel which is seriously our heart as we um have been here on the well our heart is really to turn our hearts to Israel and from that place like everything else you know it's yeah. Romans 1 to the Jew first so yeah. here we are it's true if you hear weird sounds it's the <laughs> <laughs> making weird sounds <laughs> it's cold here in Israel everyone thinks Israel is a desert and it's not it's like I don't know how to explain it but it has all four weathers well it depends where you are I live right outside Jerusalem so it gets pretty cold. Wow. Um, which I think is always interesting for people to know, because I think in every, not everyone, in a lot of people's mind, when they think of Israel, they think of like a super dry desert land, ancient buildings. And we're very not like that. <laughs> you have ancient buildings, but it's very uh, modern. So people are always surprised to hear that. But um Gosh, when you texted me, because I was like trying to figure out what what do I want to talk about? Because there's there's just so there's so much there's so much I feel that I that women need to know right now, and there's mm. so much. It's kind of weird not to pause for a translator. <laughs> I know, no translation, guys. Not until Friday. <laughs> My mind is like, I need to stop. Someone's gonna stop me. Um, so it's it's been like this raw um season of staying so focused do you feel that mm -hmm. I, I i've been sensing the lord just so close telling me nava don't fall asleep right now it's not the time oh. to fall asleep it's not the time to fall asleep and um you know i was thinking even before i got on this um live about the verse how he trains our hands for war oh. and um Obviously, that verse is very much speaking about spiritual warfare. And um, there, I, I, I want to talk about this. This is what I want to talk about because there you go. I, I'm pregnant, right? And, um, yes. and and I've been I've been thinking so much about how many women have had, there's always been miscarriages. There have always been um, there's always been uh, premature babies. Um, but but it seems like there's a lot more recently. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I sense like the urgency of the Lord saying, Nava, women need mothers. Mothers need to be ready. You know, like whether you want to or not, when you're pregnant, you're in the front lines and you're also standing in the gap. We were talking about this. Mm -hmm. And what, like, what does that even mean? We're standing in the gap. So when you are carrying a baby, and this is my personal opinion, you can 
totally take this before the Lord. You should take everything me and Marcella say before the Lord and test it and look through scripture. But there's this beautiful thing about when you're carrying a baby, you're in this place of standing in the gap with your baby because your baby's not yet in this world. Like it is in this world, but it's not yet birthed, right? So still in that womb, in that protective place, and you are the voice. You are the voice for this child. And, um, and I've been learning so much about that. And the Lord's always, always taught me how specifically when you're pregnant, you carry a tone of intercession that's very different to when you're not. Mm-hmm. I always advocate for life. I always um, uh, pray for life. You know what I mean? Not just in moments of desperation for other people, but in general. But when you're pregnant, I love it because it's this beautiful space of actually contending with your child, you know, because there's so much of it's a topic of it being in the gap. Is this, is this a, um, a fetus? I was looking even in, um, in Hebrew, uh, there is, um, where is it? I think it's in Song of Solomon. It also says, which is fetus. But it's so interesting because you become the voice to this little baby's life. Mm-hmm. And in becoming a voice to this little baby, we're one right now. Whatever I eat, the baby eats. Whatever I, the, the baby's breathing in what I'm breathing in. And so it's this moment of I'm also standing there with this baby. And um, it's this, yeah. So it's this beautiful place of entering into prayer for my child that um, is so different than, because I always encourage women. I think Callie's on here. I don't know if she's listening, but um, my friend Callie, she tells a story about her daughter. Her daughter had cancer when she was two years old and they found out she had cancer when she was two years old. And uh, after it was crazy because we went into fasting for this beautiful girl because she had a surgery to try to get it all out about a year later when it came back the second time. And my friend Callie asked the doctor, she said, when, when did the cancer actually develop? She, she so let, he told her at conception. The, the cancer started at conception. Whoa. And um, it just gives me chills even when I was listening to Callie talk about it because the enemy is after our children. We're naive to think that he's not, he's not our focus. We're, we don't pray be, just because of him. We pray because the Lord asks us to pray. He's our advocate. He's the one that we're looking at. And so I love that she shared that because that's, I encourage women all the time. I prayed when I was single, Marcel, I put my hand on my womb and I'd pray for my future children. Because there's, I want to, I want to talk about that, like today about the urgency about prayer, like getting into that place of prayer ahead of time. And so it's this, yeah, when Callie shared that, my heart was so gripped because it's something we all know as mothers, but here was evidence, scientific evidence that at conception, her baby was, uh, had warfare against her with um, cancer. And so I, I think about that now, even being pregnant and I, I've told you this, I, I don't need to elaborate on it, but the fact that I really believe that 2022 is, is double portion. It's the year of double portion. Mm-hmm. And, um, I genuinely believe that the kids that are going to be born in 2022 are going to carry a mantle over their life that will mm-hmm. be different than others. 
And, um, and the Lord spoke very clearly to me and he said, Nava, and I told you this, he said, Nava, this, your, your baby, these babies are carrying a double portion. You need to be with a double portion of protection over your baby. Mm. With a double portion, there also comes a double portion of protection. And, um, I feel like I've been sharing this all the time with pregnant women being like, are you standing on guard? Are you being the watchman, watchwoman over your baby's life? Mm. Because my pregnancy with Zavin, for example, my firstborn was very different. I, there was grace. There was grace for a season that I wasn't ready for. So there was grace to lean back. And there is seasons where you rest and he fights, he protects, and he always does that. But I sense Marcella that right now we're at this place where the Lord's asking mothers to come to the front lines Mm. and not because, because there's so much protection, there's room like, okay. Like if a husband was going to war, he, who would put mothers in the front lines? No one. The only time you'd ever feel safe enough to put mothers in the front lines was if there was, they were fully protected. Mm -hmm. And um, there's even this scene it was so beautiful. There was a scene from this TV show that I watched and um, it was old school TV show. So there, there was a rivalry between two people and they both pulled out their guns on each other and they're standing in this, um, in this uh, street. And this, this girl's watching and she's carrying her baby and she walks in the middle, in the middle of like, they're holding guns, they're holding guns. She stands in the middle and she says, if you're going to hurt each other, you're going to have to hurt me first. Like you're going to have to shoot me first. And the whole, everyone put their guns down and there was a surrender because there was a heart of a woman that came out of, no, she represents family. She represents what happens afterwards, what happens to, you know, what you go home with. And I, I think about that in spiritual warfare. I think about the beauty of when God asks mothers to go to the front lines Mm. and he would never ask us unless there was full double, triple protection because he protects mothers. It's his where the seed carry, where the where the where the next generation carriers, and so I just as as we, as we have children right in our wombs that are carrying this double portion. There's a crazy amount of women that are pregnant right now, and if you're pregnant on here, you can totally comment below and say me because we want to be covering you. But I just want to encourage you that again, no fear. The enemy will try to steal your time with the Lord in prayer with fear. And if you could get, if you could silence the voice of them, if you could turn the enemy's voice down and turn the Lord's voice up, the Lord is preparing us for something for our children that we can advocate for them already now. And we do that in prayer. So right now I can't tell my child, like pray for him, like hold their hand, him or her. There's two people that are pregnant on here already. Yeah. Okay, this is for y'all. And if I came on just for you two, it was totally worth it for me. Yeah. So and if, if there's if there's women on here that are like waiting even like um you know that have been trying and have not been able to, we also wanna we also wanna pray for you. You know, yes. I know there's that exactly I want to talk you know, that. that that journey of having loss and then yes. you know you're you're waiting and you're expectant, but then there's this, these thoughts of like, is it going to happen again? Or, you know, there's just so much that comes with that, that I really believe what you're saying, Nava, is so true. Like God, 
is really portraying there you go you're waiting on the lord waiting yes um god is really for us and he really wants to portray the mother heart of the lord like um and and i feel like there's even this beauty in what god does in the waiting for a woman like he just knits you together in waiting like he he comes and he like embraces us and like there's just so much love that happens when you wait with you and the lord and an intimacy that goes deeper and and so i just let's just even stop and pray for the women that are on here nava yeah first and foremost the women that are expecting the women that are pregnant with what you're saying and then women that are waiting you know so Let's pray. You want to you wanna pray for the women that are pregnant? And then I'll, I'll pray for the women that are waiting. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Father, I thank you that you are calling us in this season to step up, to be strong, and be faithful to you in this season. So God, I pray for a strength that's not understandable. I pray for pregnant women in the most vulnerable time to be the strongest they've ever known themselves to be because of you, Father. I thank you, Father, that so much around us is feeding us to be afraid, but you're calling us to the front, Father, to ask. And I also feel that, I also feel that for women that want to be pregnant, it's time for you to step out in faith to the front mm-hmm. lines and say, I want it. I want it. And what I mean, God, I, I feel like the Lord is showing me like the front lines is your faith, is your faith that nothing is impossible. You know, the front lines is, is the mountain in front of you that's so big and you can't see beyond it. But the Lord is saying, speak to that mountain and tell it to move. Yes. So God, I thank you that the front lines is, is us just stepping forward, us just moving forward in faith and saying that if you said it, I believe it. Yes. And if this mountain won't move, you'll shake it and you'll make it move. So God, I thank you that nothing is impossible for you. There's nothing, nothing that is impossible for you, Father. Yes. And I thank you that you are asking us to have faith. I, 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 I believe, Father, that there's a window right now that's open for women that want to be pregnant, Father. And I pray that that window is like Hannah, that when she just went for it. I pray for women in faith to go for it in prayer to wake up in the night, to to give up certain things, to give up movies, to give up, I don't know, things that, that, that seem like everything to them so that they could have all of you, so that they could have all of your double portion, Father. I thank you that there's a sacrifice that comes with the more, but you bless the more with a double portion. So I pray for women right now, for both pregnant and both women that want to be pregnant, Father, mm-hmm. for, for strength to step up, for strength to know that you're standing in the middle of this of the warfare going on over their wounds, Father. Mm. I thank you, Father, that this is the season for babies to come forth. Mm. Yes. I thank you for the revival of babies that's going to come forth from women that were told their whole life they cannot have children. Mm. 
I thank you, Father, that the impossible will be possible in this season. Mm-hmm. I thank you, Father, that, that 2022 will be the year that we look back and say, wow, we received a double portion as mothers. And even though we took our stand to the front, you blessed our children in faith. Because like the, the woman in Proverbs 31, Father, you trained her. You got her ready to the moment where she was written about in the Bible. She didn't become that woman in one day. She was a training. There was a, there was, there was a season. But then she got, was able to be a voice for so many of us women now that we're able to read and find inspiration. Hmm. So I thank you, Father, that you're raising us up. You're raising us up, Father. I pray that you'll wake women up in the middle of the night. I just feel like the Lord is asking women on here, how badly do you want it? What would you do? What would you give up for more? Do you trust? Do you trust me that even though you let go of everything that's familiar, I will bless you and I will bless your womb. So I just, I pray, Father, that you will awaken women in the night to pray. I pray that you will awaken women to put things away that are distracting them, Father. I thank you that there's more. Father, there's more. There's more for us. I thank you that every single woman listening on here that's believed that that her womb will not produce children, that it can be broken in a moment by you speaking life over it, God. Yes, God. I thank you that no womb is a tomb, God. No womb is a tomb, God. Every single womb that you created, you can bear life in. Mm. So I pray, Father, that you'd breathe right now in women's wombs, Father. Mm. Father, for women to have faith again. For women to, to believe again. And even for women, God, on here that aren't pregnant, uh, they're single, I pray that they would reach their arms out towards women around them, Father, that are contending. I pray that you'll raise women up around each Esther, each woman that will advocate for her, pray for her, fast for her, God. I thank you. And I really believe that even right now, as women are listening, you're going to be called to fast for other women. In this hour, you're going to be asked to pray for other women. And you're going to lay down what you think is important in your life. And you're going to pray for these women that need babies. But there will be a blessing over your life when you pray for these women. Wow. It's just like when we pray for Jerusalem. When we bless her, we get a double portion back upon us. And I believe that even single women contending for husbands, as you pray for women in your church, in your community, as you're believing for these women, you will get a double portion back poured out on you because you believe for something that the Lord was doing right now in the wombs of women. So I pray for that. I pray for that every single woman on this call has an assignment today. I thank you for that. Each one of us, Marcella, myself, and each woman on here, we all have an assignment, Father, for someone around us, for our womb, whatever it is, God, awaken us to it, God, to not fall asleep in the most important hour, Father. Shoes name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm reminded of um, just like the women, there was so many women in the Bible that were barren, um, that, you know, starting with Sarah, like the mother of our faith in Genesis. I mean, it was like an impossible, it it was an impossible reality physically, uh, that Sarah would have Isaac. Um, 
I mean, she laughed about it. That's how much yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a baby at my age. Like, you know, but it, it was like the Lord, even in even in her weakness, even in her, you know, weakness to believe or to grab the fullness of the promise, God was protecting the seed. God was protecting the promise. And so I just felt like for some women, you may feel like, oh, but I'm not believing or, oh, but, you know, I know there's a promise, but I'm weak or, and I love what scripture says of, you know, he makes himself perfect in power in our weakness. Like when we admit that we're weak and we become vulnerable and we say, God, I'm weak. Like, you know, my reality doesn't look like what you said and I'm weak. He loves that because he's the author of life. Like he's the one giving us life. We can't do that. You know, no matter how much we tried. I mean, he's, I mean, I love how midwives say, you know, if the baby is going to stick, if the baby is going to develop, it's already a miracle. Like it's already a God-given miracle. So so I think that us really positioning our hearts in this season to be thankful. Listen to what I'm saying, women. Thanksgiving and praise opens a door for God to come in. So when you're thankful and you give God praise, even for something that you don't have yet, there there is something that God is doing and he's protecting a seed inside of you. And he's mm-hmm. big enough to give it to you when it's time. But I love what Nava is saying. There's a contending. There's a, a place where we're standing and constantly giving thanks and believing, even if it's not there. And when it mm-hmm. is there, we're thankful that it's there. And so mm-hmm. I feel like because there's these moments where you can, you know, when you have been waiting and all of a sudden you are pregnant and you're like, you know, oh God, now it's here. And oh God, now there's complications. And oh God, you know what I mean? And so there's yes. so much that comes that the enemy wants to grab a hold of for you to complain or for you to have unbelief and for you to, you know, fear. And Thanksgiving really kills out. Thanksgiving is like the place where God comes oh, and true. he comes in and he just, it's like a flood. And all of a sudden you just feel so grateful that you get to live out this promise with the Lord. So I just, what you're saying is so timely. Cause I, even if you're, if you're not pregnant or if you're yeah. not even thinking about being pregnant, um, you know, there, there's something that, that happens when you align yourself to people that are contending for promises. And, you know, it's like what you said, Nava, it's like you, you become selfless. And the gospel is not about yourself. The gospel is about a man named Jesus. And we deny ourselves. We pick up our cross and we follow him. And what a better way than to unite with someone that is wanting to and waiting for a promise. And you're saying, how can I fast with you? How can I pray for you? How can I? You don't understand what that means to a woman who's waiting. So true. It like, it like uplifts them. Like you're, they're like, wow, like you're believing with me. I'm not crazy like mm-hmm. you know and and i think that that's that's what we do as women like even I, I even if you're 13 14 you're a teenager you're you're still a mother like i look at my six-year-old and she's a mother you know like 
she's just all about babies and you know she's just like mom I just want you to be pregnant and mom you know I'm gonna pray for the baby and just her heart and I'm like you're six years old you know and you're over here standing with me like you're you're just beautiful and you're six and you're already a mother so it's not it's not about your age it's not about your singleness or whether you're married or you're not it's about being able to contend with other women for the promises that they're waiting on and so I love, love what you're saying, Mama. Well, it's like, there's just something so beautiful. The Lord's been teaching me about the mother heart of God in this season. Yes, same. And and it's been so cool because, again, when I shared that scenario from that TV show, the the mother heart came out because everyone related to the mother, the child. It's innocent. It's beautiful. And it brings life. And I feel like even in circumstances in our household or even in there's so many there's so many scenarios where the Lord is allowing us as mothers to bring life to something that's been so broken. So if you look at the last two years and the amount of people, loved ones we've lost, the God, I believe, is bringing beauty to something that's been so broken and painful for a lot of us. And that's even what I saw as I was sharing that as like, he's bringing mothers to the middle because he's bringing life to the middle. Yes. There's been so, it's been two years since 20, January, 2020. Right. Yeah. And, um, and two years. Right. And God is flipping the tables and he's saying, now I'm bringing a double portion. Yeah. Then we tried to steal, but I'm bringing women to the middle because I'm bearing life in the middle and in bringing family to the middle. And it's so beautiful because I'm watching this happen. And I, it's so like God. It's so like God to bring babies, to bring life to some place that's been so broken and families have been stolen to, or women that's gone. I've, I know so many women who've gone through depression the last two years, but now life is coming forward. They've been contending, but this year life is coming forward. And I've gotten so many messages from women that have haven't been told they can't get pregnant, that they just got pregnant. The last two months, I've got a crazy amount of messages. And I know it's because the Lord is bringing women to the middle and he's saying life, life, life. I will advocate for life. And so I want to share the story real quick before we get off. My mom's mentor was told, her and her husband were told they did heavy drugs when they were younger. They were told um, that they cannot have children um, because of what, yeah, their past. Anyways, the Lord, uh, they, they got saved, blah, blah, blah. The Lord told them they're going to have children. And she, this woman, this is the tenacity I feel women need to step up to. This woman told the Lord she wanted four kids. And she gave, she felt the Lord gave her names for these four children. She contended and she prayed for these children by name, even though she had no children, zero children. The Lord gave her five. Why? Because he gave her more. Like she called her fifth child because the Lord just wanted to give her another gift. And this woman prayed every single one of these children into life because that's what God does. He speaks life. When he built this, when he, when the, when the world was created, what did he do? He spoke life and he's calling us women to speak life life to speak and I know that sounds so bizarre to some women and take it with take it how you want go pray about it but to some women on here they're feeling like they their womb is going to blossom in the season you call that baby by name and you call yes you know like this is what if we're saying that this is what we believe we got to step up yeah like you know our faith has to have feet 
Yeah. Fa- our faith has to have something that gives. And you know what? It's the power of our testimony that yeah. the other woman next to us is going to believe that she can have children because of our story. So yeah. maybe you're believing you're going to pray in your room for my friend, my friend Liz. She's calling them by name. They're called, she's going to have twins, she believes, and they're called Lydia and Levi. To some person that might sound crazy, but who give, who cares? Because when her children come forth, that will be her testimony. Yeah. And she'll tell all of her friends, hey, listen, you can do it because I did it. And I feel that so strongly for women right now because you we can so you you have every right as a woman that's been trying for years to have children to lean back and say, poor me. And me and Marcel would not judge you for leaning back and saying, This sucks. No one's gonna judge you for it. But you know what you are, how you do get a double portion? You get a double portion by what Marcel said, giving thanks for what you have before you even have it and calling it forward as if it already exists. And it's biblical and I could give you verses, but I can't think of them right now. But I'm excited for you. I'm excited for women because I know, I know that I know that the Lord is blessing women right now. And he's bringing us to the middle because he wants to bless us, not because he's going to shame us or put us down or kick us around, that is not the Lord's character. The only reason he would bring us to the middle is because he wants to give us something that we've been contending for. And Marcella, I saw, I don't have any problems. Like I've never had fertility problems, but I had this getting pregnant now took a while and I was so excited. I was excited when my son was eight months old to have another baby. So pregnancy test after pregnancy test, I trained myself to every time I saw a negative, I spoke under my breath, I believe, I believe. When everything told me you may not ever have another child, I said, no, I believe. It was all I had. All I said was, I believe, because I wanted to be like Mary. Mary was found faithful in the eyes of the father and her womb was blessed, even though she didn't even have sex. Like she was blessed because of her purity. And can I say one last thing because I'm just getting on it? I believe women right now us believing women need to get around each other one and two we cannot be distracted we need to we need to stay focused so I just want to encourage you if you're in that place of contending let go of stuff that are keeping you from contending a little deeper because Laura Hackett said this once and it was so good sometimes the Lord asks us to go low and then he asks us to go a little lower and a little lower, and it's not because he's humiliating us, it's because something in us is training ourselves to learn that it's all him, only he could do it. And in that place, when you feel like you're the lowest, he does something. He does something when we get low. So I just believe it's a season, even myself, I'm being, I'm trying to be so obedient to Lord Marcella with everything I share of what happens in my quiet time. Why? Because God is cultivating something in me that's in the secret place, like a pearl, that when it's not time yet, I cannot share it. So I'm only allowed to share out of the secret place what he has allowed me to share. And to get into the secret place, I have to give up on stuff. I have to say no to certain movies. And you know what? Certain movies, if I said them on here, you'd be like, what? That's that's an okay movie. But the Lord said, Nava, no. And I'd rather have more of him in a secret place than have joy, like a joy for a moment or enjoy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. there's this purity, this holiness that the Lord's calling us mothers into and it's when the womb meets the purity, right? It's when that that beauty, and it's nothing we could do, but it is the in that desperate place like Hannah. She was yes. desperate. Yeah. How, like, how desperate are we 
for our children to get the double board. I don't know about you, Marcel. I want my child to have such a strong calling over his or her life that the enemy cannot come a hundred meters close to my, a million meters close to my child. So yeah. I stand guard. I take communion day and night. I, I pray over this child. I annoy the child. I'm doing all this stuff, not out of religion, out of pure protection over my child because my child is called for this time. So good, you know? Naba. It's like that, that, mm, that protection. It's so true. Guys, that is one thing that I've been doing that has been revolutioning my life is communion. It's this constant connection with the blood and his yes. body and he draws near to communion. Yes. I mean, you know, he said, do it every time in remembrance of me. He didn't say once. He didn't say once a month. He didn't say once a day. He said, do it like constantly in remembrance of me. So it's incredible how when you take communion, there's just a connection that begins yes. to happen between you and the Lord. Oh and God. so I just even want to say that to, to you ladies, like start making communion a part of your day a part of yes. your your prayer life your your moments of intimacy and connection with the lord and i could not agree with you more on continuously staying lowly of heart i think yes. that that's a protection over you and yes. over the promises of god on your life yes. is that lowly and you know that broken and contrite place like he draws yes. near to that like yes. and so i think us staying that way is a protection it's it's really the protection of the lord over us and over yes. the promises of god so yes. and another thing that you said that i want to touch on is stay away from self-pity self-pity yeah. will kill you yeah. self-pity is not your friend mm -hmm. when you're just like oh you know poor me or oh that sucks about me and the gospel's not, it, this is, this is the truth. Okay. The gospel's not about ourselves. The gospel is about a man named Jesus and a yeah. Trinitarian God, a Godhead. Yeah. And so when we yield to him and we start giving up our lives and we give our lives, we find our lives in him. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing that self-pity brings that's going to bring a fruit mm -hmm. of the spirit. So don't go there yeah. when you're feeling the temptation of, yeah. Oh, you know, I don't know, God, the, the whining, the, 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 yeah. it's not of the Lord. Yeah. It's not of the Lord. It's just like snap out and say, no, that is not of the yeah. Lord. God, I yeah. trust you. I believe you. I'm not yes. going to go there. I'm going to yeah. keep laying down my life. I'm going to keep giving my life. There is something that happens when you lay your life down. He comes, he yeah. loves it. He, he loves it. He, he loves does. it. You know? And so I just want to encourage you in that place. I love what you're saying. You're like, activating us to like believe and to go to that place of war and so it's it's real guys it's so real so we absolutely love you oh nava i'm just can i say one last thing yes say it my and then dad, pray for us okay i will my dad said something so good to me that's just marked me in the season and it's given me correct perspective like what you're saying I told, the, I told the, my dad, I said, the enemy is going to regret coming after me because I'm going to, like, I was, I was, it was beautiful what was coming out, but my dad was like, whoa, whoa, Nava, never let the, the mode, your motive be from anger at the enemy. Always let your motive be from obedience to the Lord. Yeah. And something in that moment shifted in me because 
I was really angry at the enemy. And I feel like this whole season I've been, ang- I can be very angry at the enemy and that's okay. There's righteous anger, but I want to tell you ladies that more than your anger towards the enemy for not, for, for not bearing children yet, cling to the promises of the Lord, because that is so much stronger than your anger. His faithfulness will out outdo every single time your ability to pray in anger towards the enemy. Do you understand what I'm saying? It shifted my perspective. And I feel like maybe a lot of you are angry at the enemy and I'm not coming to say yes or no, but I want to shift your focus. Look at the Lord, look at the Lord, look at what he said over you and focus on him and gaze on him. Because when you look at him, you will feast in the presence of your enemies. You will. That's a promise. And then you will anoint your head. And I dare to believe that he will anoint your womb because yeah. that's who he is. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you, shift your eyes and look at the Lord. Look at Jesus. Look at his eyes. You'll get lost. And Matthew 6, 30 promises us that, um, that if we contend, if we make him our first goal, he will give to us the desires of our heart. Yeah. And the desire of you to have a baby is his heart. He's the family maker. So I'm going to pray over you that exact thing. God, I pray for every woman right now listening. I pray for a shift. I pray for a shift to not, for anger, not to be our motive at the enemy. Who cares? Who cares about the enemy? We care about you. We care about what you said over our womb. And again, I'm going to speak this out with faith. No womb is a tomb. And so I believe, Father, that women even today will get pregnant. And it's not because I said so, it's because you said so. You said that when we come together as women and when we encourage each other, you said to bring forth the wailing women when war was breaking out. God, we feel like there is war against our children, spiritual warfare over our children. And we come together as women and we pray, Father, we cling to you. Like the woman who is bleeding, we say, will you bless our children? Yes. Will you bless the women on here that are already pregnant? And will you bless the women that want to be pregnant? I specifically even pray for Elizabeth, my friend. I I know that she's at the gate. I know that her pregnancy will open a door for millions of pregnancies. Yes. So God, we ask for the impossible. We ask for the impossible to happen, Father. And we ask for that gate to, to be open, Father. A gate that no man can shut and only you can open, Father. For women to start bearing children, Father. For every womb that's been, that's just had serious warfare against it, Father. Yes. We pray, Father, that you would touch it you would touch it. And I ask, I pray for an awakening in women, come on, to anoint their wombs, to believe that they have a part in this story, that they yes. have a part in the story of their children. So raise mothers up now to even yes, start God. roaring, roaring as a lioness, as a mother of not my child, not my child. And I pray, Father, like I told Marcella, we will give you no rest Like you said to pray over Jerusalem, we will pray that over our children. We will give you no rest till you bless our wombs. And like Jacob, we will hold on to you and believe that we will not let go till you give, bless our wombs, Father. If it's an adoption, if it's biologically, whatever your plans are, we believe it. But we cling to you because we believe that we can because we're daughters. We're not slaves. We're not servants. We're daughters and you care for us and you care for our wounds and you want to bring righteous children into this world. 
So I bless seeds. I bless eggs right now. And I believe that where there is no eggs, that there will be eggs. Where there is no sperm, there will be sperm. And where there is no nothing existing, that you will make it come to life. Because if you did it for Mary and you wrote it down, you could do it for us, Father. So Marcella and I cling our faith together over all these women listening. And we believe that today will be a shift in Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we believe with you guys. You are not standing alone. We just want to let you know we're standing with you. I think that's so powerful is women coming together and standing together in this family of God said it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's so faithful. To do it, and you can trust him with all of your heart. You can trust him and rest in that place. Rest in the place of knowing and trusting that he's going to do it. I think that God is really saying, like, trust me, like, trust me, believe me. I'm, I'm gonna do it. He opens and closes wombs. That's who, what he's done in the past, and so I just. It's already done. There you go. Amen. Amen. Can you message us? Message me. Message Marcel. Message the well. Yeah. Message us. Please. We want to hear. I mean, I've been hearing stories after story. It's encouraging. I'm sending these stories around. Like, this is our, our testimonies are what's the lifeline in the desert. Like, we're not in the, in the valley alone. None of you are on the valley alone. Because we're called to, you know, be together and call each other out. So, yes guys message us let us know let us know stories and we want to hear it encourages us thank you nava i I hope everything made sense everything made made so much sense i love you and i love that little baby in your womb and you look amazing oh my god it doesn't even look like you you have like no morning sickness or you're you've been good just nausea but that's you know that's okay that's normal yeah yeah well i i love you i love love you i love coming on here bless family love you bye bye thank you so much for joining this week's episode on the daily bread podcast We want to stay connected to you, and we would love if you'd be a part of our community of women. So make sure you go to your app store and download the Well app. We also have Instagram and TikTok, and we would love if you would follow us. For more updates on new podcast episodes, gatherings, corporate fast, and prayer challenges, make sure to text THE WELL to 469-202-4560. We love you.